Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest, Jay Kreitz, to talk about the song, The House at the Top of the Tree, off of No. Here we go. There's a house at the top of a tree. There's a house at the top of a tree. In the house, there's a room in the room. There's a chair and sitting in the chair is you. There's a nose at the end of a snout. Of a dog with his head out the window. Of a car that's driving away from the tree. And at the top of a tree, there's a house. And in the house, there's a room. And in the room, there's a chair. And in the chair is you. There's a plan to eat the house. In the mind of a mouse in the woods. And the mouse in the woods has a smell that's detected by the nose at the end of a snout of a dog. And the dog has his head out the window of a car. And the car is driving away from the tree. And at the top of a tree, there's a house. And in the house, there's a room. And in the room, there's a chair. And in the chair is you. There are no more potato chips left. In the empty bag in your hand And the crumpling sound of the empty Jay up, bag what's up? Makes the mice get mad Oh, the mice get absolutely mad. nothing <laughs> How are things in uh, Missouri? Oh, they're... I mean, the weather's bipolar You never know what you're going to have to wear <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's supposed to be 65 today here In Indiana Ooh. Yeah, it was fr- freezing a week ago, and now it's like you could almost go out in short sleeves. Yeah. And what's the uh, what what town are you in again? Bonterre. Bonterre sounds French. I think it is. Bonterre sounds fancy. So we met on the Miscellaneous Tea Facebook group through what is kind of a long and convoluted story about my. Uh, <laughs> attempting to see they might be giants on this tour um because i originally had bought tickets to the st louis show and when the dates got changed uh and i was able to get on danny's guest list for chicago i'm like hey you know let me just pay it forward and give these tickets away and i posted in miscellaneous tea and you were the first to swoop in and grab them so, you saw them not too long ago. Tell, how was it? It was awesome. It was fantastic. Everything I wanted. Everything I hoped for. So, um, you ended up taking a friend of yours? Yes, I took my best friend, Hunter. 
who does not know them at all. No. <laughs> what did she think about it? Uh, she she enjoyed it. She enjoyed herself. <laughs> I made her listen to some like on the way there uh-huh. the day before. And she she's like, okay, I can get down with this. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, what were some of your favorite parts of the show? Oh, goodness. Whenever they did Dr. Worm, I kind of went crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, uh, what are your thoughts on the way they did Flood? They take it out of the track list order. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it. It always keeps me guessing, like, what's going to be next instead of just knowing in order mm-hmm. what it's going to be. I I always would want to see albums in order. I don't know if it's just me. I kind of like that, uh, you know, hearing them do the, the flow of the album, recreating it live. But that doesn't seem to be the way they like to do things, at least not anymore. But, you know. They like to keep it fresh for themselves. Also, how was uh, Stilub? How was Sapphire Bullets backwards? Oh, it was good. <laughs> That's pretty wild. I still have no idea how long it must have taken them to uh, figure out how to do that. They must have taken so much rehearsal time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so backing it up, um, first, uh, how old are you? I'm 22. 22. All right. So how did you get into the Mappy Giants? Um, whenever I was a kid, my dad was really into They Might Be Giants. Rad dad. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, you know, we had the big CD book in the back of the car. And I always got to pick, because I was spoiled, I got to pick what we listened to. And it was usually the album No. <laughs> nice. So these were the first songs that you were familiar with. Yeah. And um, any any of the adult songs in particular that you remember liking as a kid? Um, yeah, because I also really liked um, Severe Tire Damage. Mm-hmm. So that's Dr. Worm, of course. Yes, of course. And um, I love the song Hovering Sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopeless. Despair. Always really enjoyed that one. Definitely a, a, a joyful kids tune. Hopeless right? despair. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So this was. Um, so then, when you were getting into them, what would have been the new album at the time? Um. Let's see. Yeah. Like, what years are we talking here? I remember when the Nanobots came out, and I never really got too into that album. Mm. So, are you? You're not a completist of. Uh... I'm not a completist. No, I I don't go like, except for with a couple of bands. There's a couple of bands that I've gone completely full dive into, but. Yeah, who's that? Uh, Panic at the Disco, who I also saw recently. Okay. I really enjoyed them. Uh, Paramore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and these days we're there's definitely kind of a, a emo revival going on. Oh yeah, and I I was one of those little emo girls in middle school. Yes. <laughs> yeah, th- <laughs> there was that big when we were young festival recently. Did you hear about that thing? Bad. 
it ended up getting canceled for or the first day got canceled for high winds or something like that. But I remember originally seeing the poster. I'm like, this is like every single band I was into, uh, like 20 years ago, <laughs> like every single one, except for they might be giants, of course. So when you were a kid was, uh, the house at the top of the tree, your favorite song often now. I mean, when you got to the spreadsheet, there were there were a lot of no songs that were already there, chosen. There was pick from uh, that one. I've I've actually just kind of been on lately. Okay, <laughs> that one I've been on a lot recently. I did love it as a kid as well. Um, uh, I don't really know which song was my favorite off of No. There's a lot of good ones on No. I mean, as their first foray into kids music without really having any sort of theme on that one like their later ones did they're kind of stuff that's all over the place topically and stylistically well it's that's you know how they are usually um and and just them like experimenting is how how it would go like just taking a stab at doing kids stuff which obviously ended up being very successful for them yeah yeah um so the house at the top of the tree. There's no demo for this one. There, there are a, uh, a bunch of songs I know that um, started as demos for you know a typical adult song album like "I'm Not Your Broom," uh, Four of Two," but it it seems like the house at the top of the tree was written specifically for this album, and it. it I mean, it definitely seems like that top. Uh, lyrically um <laughs> though i don't know i guess linnell could have taken it darker right something could have happened to the person in the house or to the mouse or to the dog um right but yeah i don't think so what what are your favorite things about uh the house at the top of the tree um as a kid it, I just liked how repetitive it was, but you know how it keeps like adding into it every time. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. I love that it just keeps adding more and more and more. It's like telling a story. Yeah, it um, reminds me a lot of this song that I used to teach to my kindergartners. I'm at a, a junior high now, but this song um, I used to teach to my kindergartners called uh, The Green Grass Grew All Around. Are you familiar with this one? Hi. Yeah, and it's funny. It's actually about a tree as well, but that's not really uh, the entire reason that it reminds me of uh, this one. It's because it's a what we'd call a cumulative song, meaning that it adds on to the verses every time so they get longer and longer. Uh, mm-hmm. So it starts out, um, There was a tree, there was a tree, all in the wood, all in the wood, the prettiest little tree, the prettiest little tree that you ever did see. And so on the first verse... There's a tree in the hole, in the hole, in the ground, and the green grass grew all around, all around, and the green grass grew all around. And then you keep adding things, uh, a limb, a branch. So by the end, so these things get littler and littler all the way until there's a germ. Let me let me see if I can still do this. Uh, the germ, uh, the germ on the feather, and the feather on the wing, and the wing on the bird, and the bird in the egg, and the egg in the nest, and the nest on the branch, and the branch on the limb, the limb on the tree, and the tree in the hole, and the hole in the ground, and the green grass grew all around, all around. So it gets longer and longer every time. 
Right. Yeah, which uh, really reminded me of this song when I when I started f- focusing in on the lyrics and how they keep adding to it. Um, <laughs> did you did you take a look at the the wiki page for this song? Um, I did for a minute, but I have the worst memory. I'm gonna pull it up again. Because I wanted uh, one of us to read this uh, <laughs> a fake backstory that the Johns uh, did for the um, 10th anniversary reissue of the album. They have this crazy uh, story here. If you could bring that up, you could read it. Okay. Okay. We were once attacked by a house cat that was driven insane by the crinkling sound of our potato chip bag. The bag was made out of some kind of super strong plastic foil and the top was so well glued together that no amount of effort could get it open after many minutes of trying to tear it open with our bare hands we looked up to see the cat entering the room with its fur standing on on end and its pupils <laughs> widely dilated it looked so weird we didn't know it was our cat at first we were still trying to process what was going on when the cat jumped in the air and slashed open the bag spilling out the chips <laughs> <laughs> coming after Flansburg, who defended himself and rolled up a bamboo curtain. (laughs) That cat wanted us dead. (laughs) However, we survived and we inspired to write this song. For poetic reasons, the cat was changed to a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how these guys come up with this stuff. Yeah, from a a, a lighthearted children's tune to a, a cat that wants to murder them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are, uh, what are some of your favorite parts of the lyrics? I kind of like that the mice plan to eat the house because they're mad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of, and I live for it. <laughs> yeah, the mice, I like that there's a, a plan in the mind of the mouse. It makes it sound very uh, more sophisticated than you would normally think of a yeah. mouse. Uh, and also, how does that work? It says the mouse in the woods has a smell that's detected by the nose at the end of a snout of a dog. The, the mouse is using the dog's nose? <laughs> I don't really get how that works. <laughs> Though I like how there, there is a happy ending. At the ending, uh, the dog is the delivery person. The dog delivers the potato <laughs> chips. And then you gave it back to the dog to deliver to the mouse so the mouse would not eat you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just goes around and around and is so confusing and fun to sing along with. But I don't think without looking at the lyrics that I could successfully sing along with the song. Do you think you could sing this entire thing from memory? With it playing? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. With it playing? I could, but without it playing, right. no. Yeah. Because <laughs> it gets real, uh, yeah, real winding and oh, circling yeah. around. Uh, tricky, but super fun. Um, what do you like musically about this song? So all we've got on this one is Linnell. <laughs> Linnell on keyboards and vocals. And then about halfway through, right. Dan Hickey comes in on drums. Yeah. I definitely do like the rhythm it has. I like the um, like the arpeggios on the keyboard 
and the tone of the keyboard sounds kind of like um, like a carousel organ, which a few years later, uh, a few years earlier, uh, Linnell was using to great effect on state songs. So it seems like he was kind of into uh, circusy, uh, carnival type organ sounds around this time. And I love how the, uh, at least before Hickey comes in, there's a lot of fluctuation with the tempo. You could tell he was not uh, recording it with, with a click track going along with it. And he kind of uses the lyrics to dictate where the tempo goes, which I think is pretty interesting. Right. Um, so Dan Hickey there, do you, do you have a favorite drummer of the, uh, of the Giants? I do not. No preference on drummer? No preference. Um, I, I love Marty, but I'm also a huge fan of both Brian Doherty and Dan Hickey. And, uh, Dan Hickey, when I talked to him, despite finding out that he is not really into punk music, I feel like he plays with, uh, kind of powerful punk rock drumming a lot of the time and in this one even though it's kind of just like a oompa 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 kind of thing there's just like a lot of crash cymbal and it's very uh precise mm-hmm. yeah um and as far as the chord progression goes um do you play any instruments um whenever i was younger i did percussion in the school band. So I naturally kind of learned piano a little bit from learning xylophone. Nice. But not like not actually though. Okay. (laughs) But even as a percussionist, (laughs) no, uh, no, no preference on drummer. It's it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, so you don't play guitar or anything like that. The, um, no, but piano, I mean, you're playing a melodic instrument. The, the song, is solidly in the key of F, and a lot of it is pretty uh, simple with the F, B flat, F, C. So you're going one, uh, four, one, five on the chord progression. Um, but at the every, well, I guess it's like every second line of the main verses, you get a, an A major that comes in, and A major is not in the key of F, so it gives a cool sound to the the melody. The house at the top of the tree. There's a house at the top of the tree, and that right there, when he lands on tree that time, it has this chord that's out of uh, the key signature, which gives it a very distinct sound. But then immediately just gets right back into uh, the key signature with uh, the D minor, which goes into kind of. Um, just for like a split second goes into kind of like a, a, a spooky feel having this chord that's out of the progression yeah. and then a minor chord. And I think, I think it's, it's super interesting how both Linnell and Flansburg um, have said that when they write kids songs, they're writing them just as, you know, they want them to be just as interesting and complex as their adult songs. And I think that's why these have yeah. resonated so much. And how fun is it singing along with the you? Oh, yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> and it's especially effective having that super long note after you've just been going through the lyrics so much. 
It's a very sweet little ending to each verse, even when you're finding out that the mouse wants to eat you. Yes. And, um, yeah, this does seem like it would be a very fun one to play, but unfortunately, and for whatever reason, this has not been performed live. Any, any guesses onto why that might be? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just can't remember their own lyrics. (laughs) That, that does seem like one of those where Linnell would make some uh, self-deprecating remark at the, you know, before they play it. Uh, if they were to play it, like, don't yell at me if I mess this up. Right. Because the no songs, I'm trying to think. Um, there are, like, four of two has been played over a hundred times. Um, Where They Make Balloons has been played 50 times. I mean, there's quite a few. Oh, John Lee Super Taste, 160 times. Um because they and they were they were touring uh you know to promote this quite a bit but they never there's some songs that just got the shaft the uh, they just got forgotten yeah, i'm a grocery bag has never been played also one of my favorites of yeah. all time lazy head and sleepy bones only got one performance oh uh-huh. love that one <laughs> it's one of my favorites as well. I used to sing that one to Zinnia when she was little. I was, yeah, now it's reminding me I should be singing that to Ramona now. It's, a, it's such a cute little bedtime song. Um, let's see. Where were we? But yeah, if, if you know, the Johns might, I guess, didn't think it would be fun to play live. But a lot of people have decided to cover it. This, this song, I had to whittle down the covers. I mean, I found probably a dozen covers um, and whittled it down to, well, I had four, and then we got sent a cover specifically for us from my covers crew. We will save that one uh, for last, but are you ready to get into the covers section? Oh, absolutely. All right, so... Pete and Shayna is the first one we're going to hear. And the YouTube channel is Shayna Macy, uh, M-A-C-I, Shayna Macy on YouTube. And this is a ukulele and vocal take on the song. So I'll drop that in right here. How about that? Is it recording? Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's a house at the top of a tree. There's a house at the top of a tree. In the house there's a room, in the room there's a chair, and sitting in the chair is you. There's a nose at the end of a snout, of a dog with his head out the window, of a car that's driving away from the tree, and at the top of a tree there's a house, and in the house there's a room, and in the room there's a chair, and in the chair is you. There's a plan to eat. What do you think about uh, Pete and Shayna's rendition of the song? That was awesome. It's very uh, sweet sounding, and that's definitely the, you know, the ukulele definitely helps it sound kind of, you know, twee. (laughs) And (laughs) the ukulele, They Might Be Giants are very popular with 
ukulele players. I mean, really? Yeah, with with almost any. I mean, I feel like on any song, unless I can't find any covers at all, um, I'm usually finding a ukulele cover. Almost as common as just a guitar cover, which I found out pretty early in the podcast history how uh, uh, prominent They Might Be Giants featured in uh, uh, ukulele players cover set lists. I've even done a uh, Patreon episode with a bunch of ukulele players talking about, you know, why that is. Yeah. So nice job, Pete and Shayna. That was eight years ago. I wonder if these two still make music together. I would hope so. Let's go to Puerco Music. His channel used to be called Shameless Covers by Puerco. I guess he doesn't have that shame anymore. So that's good. <laughs> uh, so he he kind of burst onto the, the cover scene about a year ago, started posting a ton of They Might Be Giants covers, other stuff as well. Uh, so let's listen to his version. There's a house at the top of a tree. There's a house at the top of a tree. In the house there's a room. In the room there's a chair. And sitting in the chair is you. There's a nose at the end of a snout Of a dog with his head out the window Of a car that's driving away from a tree At the top of the tree There's a house in the house There's a woman in the room There's a chair and in the chair is There's a plan to eat the house In the mind of a mouse in the woods and the mouse in the woods has a smell that's detected by the nose at the end of a snap of a dog. And the dog has his head out the window of a car. And the car is driving away from a tree at the top of a tree. There's a house in the house. There's a room in the room. There's a chair in the chair. Is so here we got guitar vocal. Uh, what do you think about his his cover of it? I love it. I like that he took he took some liberties with uh, melody, and I'm not sure if it's accidental or intentional, but it adds a, you know a different kind of flavor into it. And he does a lot of the tempo fluctuations that I like in the original, so I like that he kept that kind of faithful. I think he even speeds it up even a little more uh, at certain spots. And he's a really good really good guitar player. Um, Gets around real well, and I think more people need to be watching his channel. This only has 12 views on it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it needs way more. Come on, people. Come on. And then another guy who has been in the cover section quite a bit. Uh, L plays music. Uh, his name's Lawrence. I'm forgetting his last name. Yeah, but ELL plays music uh, doing an accordion cover. So let's listen to this one. There's a house at the top of a tree. There's a house at the top of a tree. In the house, there's a room. In the room, there's a chair. And sitting in the chair is There's a nose at the end of the snow. Of a dog with its head out the window Of a car that's driving away from the tree At the top 
what you think oh i love accordions so that's awesome yeah this is definitely one that that the original could have been just as good i think on accordion um yeah as organ one thing that i was hoping for with this one though is that we would get some of the arpeggios um but he just kind of chords it the whole way through but I think singing it and playing it at the same time, doing those arpeggios and attempting to sing along with it uh, that way could prove probably kind of tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Lawrence here oftentimes does a lot of um, layered uh, multi-track recordings, but this one just live straight up. It would have been awesome to hear him uh, overdub some drums into it or something. Yeah. but, you know, we all can dream. <laughs> <laughs> and heading over to SoundCloud, the All Adders is the name of this page. All Adders. Yeah, I guess it would have to be how you'd say it. Um, let's listen to their version. There are no more potato chips left. In the empty bag in your hand And the grumbling sound of an empty bag Makes the mice get mad And when the mice get mad It leads to a plan to eat the house And the plans in the mind of the mouse in the woods And the mouse in the woods as a smell is detected by the nose At the end of the snout of a dog And the dog has its head out the window of a car And the car is driving away from the tree And at the top of the tree there's a house And in the house there's a wounded in the room and the reason there are no more chips in the empty bag in your hand is that the crumpling sound of the empty bag makes the mice get mad, which leads to a plan to eat the house. But just in time, the dog arrives to get to the mouse. The think that was awesome this one there is some overdubbing in this one once you get part way into the song well first of all the tempo takes off even more than any of these other covers super fast um and then pulls it back and then slows back down we do get Mm -hmm. a little bit of overdubbing there are some vocal harmonies that come in at certain spots and we do get a tiny bit of drums there is like a bass drum thump that starts coming in maybe in like the last 20 seconds of the song or something like that but still it's something yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, and this one was eight yeah this one was eight years ago as well um i don't know if that's because maybe the 10th anniversary had just come out or something that people were starting to get get back on the no kick i'm not sure but uh that's a good one as well. The All Adders on SoundCloud. Uh, and then I sent you just a few days ago a custom cover by a group that goes by the name We Are Number Three. Uh, now, 
my friend Ben Bird uh, plays old-timey folk music with his friend Tim Sauls, uh, and they recruited uh, Rachel Jones, who has been on the show before. She has a um, They Move Giants cover band called uh, The Puppet Heads, and I always thought she had kind of an uh, old-fashioned kind of uh, classic timbre to her singing style, and so I recommended them uh recommended her to those fellas and they recruited her to be part of this band and uh their way of operating it's a very very unique way they take uh an old-timey folk tune and basically mash it up with a they might be giant song and that's that's so cool and so they did i think the first one they did for me was it was 32 Footsteps, and they took this song. I'm forgetting what the original song was called, Sandy something. So they called it 32 Sandy Footsteps. <laughs> and then for the song uh, Prepare off of um, My Murdered Remains, they combined it with this song called the Seneca Dance, like a square dance kind of song. And so Uh-oh. it was the Prepare Seneca Dance. And now he here they took an old-fashioned song called uh june apple i believe hold on let me check that yeah june apple so first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to let people listen to uh the old timey tune that they were inspired by uh played by a group called uh the remedy tree so let's listen to that What do you think of that? Do you like old-timey Appalachian folk music? I love it. I uh, I grew up on more, like, bluegrass. So okay. I still like that kind of that sound. Yeah, like just the fast fiddle. And there's, like, there's, right. there's a, a killer mandolin part that comes in partway through this song. Um, and this is an instrumental version. Ben told me that there are some versions where people do have lyrics in it he was mostly they were mostly going off of uh the the instrumental uh what they think is the original uh way it would have been played and so they took that song and mashed it up with the house at the top of the tree so this one was made especially for us for the show so i'm going to play this one in full right now There's a house at the top of the tree. There's a house at the top of the tree. In a house there's a room, in a room there's a chair, and sitting in the chair is you. 
There's a house at the top of a tree. There's a house at the top of a tree. In a house, there's a room. In a room, there's a chair. And sitting in the chair is you. There's a nose at the end of a snout of a dog with his head out the window of a car that's driving away from the tree. And at the top of the tree, there's a house. And in the house, there's a room. And in the room, there's a chair. And in that chair is you. There's a plan to eat the house in the mind of a woodsy mouse. And the mouse in the woods has a smell that's detected by the nose at the end of a snout of a dog. And the dog has a head out the window of the car. And the car is driving away from the tree. And in the house in the top of the tree, in a room in a chair is you. There's no more potato chips left than the empty bag in your hand. And the crumpling sound of the empty bag makes the mice get mad. And when the mice get mad, it leads to a plan to eat the house and the plans in the mind of the mouse in the woods. In the mind of the mouse in the woods. And the mouse in the woods detected by the nose at the end of the snout of a big old dog. And the dog has a head out the window of a car. And the car is driving away from the tree. At the top of the tree, there's a house. In the house, there's a room. And in the room, there's a chair. And in the chair is you. In the house at the top of the tree. There's no more potato chips in the empty bag in your hand. The crumpling sound of the empty bag makes the mice get mad, which leads to a plan to eat the house. But just in time, the dog arrives to give to the mouse the potato chips that you took from the bag. There's a house at the top of the tree. There's a house at the top of the tree. In a house, there's a room. In the room, there's a chair, and sitting in the chair is you. There's a house at the top of the tree. There's a house at the top of the tree. In a house, there's a room. In a room, there's a chair, and sitting in the chair is you. Which leads to a plan to eat the house, but just in time, the dog arrives to give to the mouse the potato chips that you took from the bag and gave to the dog to deliver to the mouse, so the mouse wouldn't eat you up. Do give to the mouse the potato chips that you took from the bag. What do you think? It is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the again, the fiddle. Just I love the fiddle style of this kind of music. Oh, yeah. I love a good fiddle. Yeah, and somehow it just works perfectly with this song. And so so the melody is definitely um, different. It kind of bounces around from being, you know, more kind of like the original to its own kind of thing. Um, but it has Rachel working out on the lyrics even more than the original, uh, just like super fast. Like it's such a mouthful in the way that they <laughs> – uh, present it here, which is very, very impressive. You uh, three, I've I've really enjoyed hearing the. I mean, this is a whole different way than I've ever heard. Uh, you know, they might be Giants covers uh, approached. Um, it's like totally their own unique thing. Like no one else is doing this kind of thing. Mm-mm. And so I look forward to uh, many more covers from them and i don't know how out of all the old timey tunes that there are how ben and tim figure out which one would work which with which they might be giant song that seems like quite a job in itself so we are number three nice job once again um let's see yes since there's no live versions there were no demos luckily there were uh, a lot of covers and I love hearing that. So a lot of other people um, definitely realizing how fun of a song this is. And who knows? The Johns could bring it back at some point. But I don't know when the last time was that they performed a no song 
it's probably been quite some time. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, even four of two, which which maybe okay. Well, let's see. What did I say? That John Lee Super Taster is one that has been probably performed the most. And the last time that was performed was 2009. Long time ago. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. When was the last time they did four of two? Because that was over 100 times as well. Let's see. That one they've done in 2012, but still, a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet a lot of fans would love to be hearing these songs, especially since uh, at their shows you see such a wide age range. Well, did you did you notice that at the show? Is there a, a wide age range of people attending? Um. Yeah. There. Or was it more old people like me? <laughs> <laughs> There weren't very many kids. I, I didn't see like any, any kids really. Oh well, was but, this a eighteen and over or twenty one and over? What was the venue? I think it was eighteen and over. Okay, yeah. So, but um, I actually saw uh, a girl I went to high school with there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, how, yeah. How crazy. Is that? Yeah. So, so I mean, there's a lot of people that grew up on They Might Be Giants now, like you, that are now of the age range to go to shows at most of the venues they play these days do seem to have an age range to them. Um, So it seems like, you know, busting out these old no songs would be a huge, like, nostalgia trip for, you know, your age set. That that, I I would love to hear some of those again. I mean, from any of their kids' albums, there's, there's some real bangers on those that are just, like, now... Oh, what, are we never going to hear them again? I mean, come on. Right. I would love to hear uh, Meet the Elements live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did uh, Why Does the Sunshine? Yeah. I mean, that one kind of <laughs> crossed between, yeah, the, because uh, it originally was just on a regular EP and then redone for the right. kids one. So that one kind of straddles the line there. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we have to do now is score this song. So you're scoring it from zero to ten. You can use decimals if you need to get real specific. <laughs> and you're scoring it against, you know, just against they might be giant songs. So like if Dr. Worm is a ten for you, uh, then where would the house at the top of the tree fall? So you're not ranking it against like, you know Right. Uh Panic at the Disco songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Um- I'd probably give it like a 9.3. Oh, okay. 9.3. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, this is one that I wouldn't say I had forgotten about it, but I forgot how good it was um, until I had to really focus in on it to prepare for this episode. Definitely gave me a whole new appreciation for it. And when I uh, realized the kind of cumulative nature of this song kind of reminded me of that Greengrass Crew All Around song. I'm like, man, this is one that I should have brought into class to do with my kids. Uh, Because I had done four years of a, uh, did first grade, they might be giants, uh, units and programs at my old school. And this should have been one of them. Though, again, they'd have to get it memorized, which would have been tough. Um, 
But let me see. What am I scoring this one? Um, what did I give four of two? I gave that a 7.2. Um, so I don't think I can score it higher than that. I, I think I'm going to go sh- straight up 7 on this one. Yeah. I think that feels about right. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't go into 9s on all of them. Or else it would be meaningless. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, Jaya, do you have any um, anything to plug, anything to tell the people about? No. <laughs> no? No, cre- no creative pursuits that you want people to see or, or hear or read or anything like that? No, I've just been focusing on work lately. Yeah. I'm just trying to save up money. <laughs> sure. Fair. Fair. That's fair. Um, do you want people to follow you on social media or anything like that? Uh, sure. Yeah, my Instagram is um, underscore J dot. A-Y-A. There you are. Are you on Are you on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And you might also see Jay around the miscellaneous tea group uh, sometimes. I'm yeah, glad I got to got to meet you in there and now getting to talk to you a little bit more. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, and I was so glad that you were able to go to See, they might be giants, and uh, that was your first time, right? That was my first time. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully the first of many. I hope so. So, Jay, thanks for being on the show. That was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. There's a house in the room. There's a chair in the chair is you. And the reason there are no more chips In the empty bag in your hand Is that the crumpling sound of the empty bag Makes the mice get mad Which leads to a plan To eat the house But just in time The dog arrives to give to the mouse The potato chips that you took from the bag And gave to the dog to deliver to the mouse So the mouse would not eat you